0: Hello, and welcome to a very special Tidbit Podcast. Hello. I'm, of course, Colm. That's, of course, Gary. Hello. And we're, honestly, we just decided to do a little recording. We don't really have topics in mind. Though, we did say we might talk about something a little special that we saw in the cinema. So, um, we might just do that. But, at the moment... We're just going to talk to you guys like a Cranberries and Tank Tops podcast special. Yeah. Hello. That's all he's allowed to say. He's contractually obliged.
1: Turn my tank to t- t- Tops. <laughs> Grab my Tops. Yeah. Breaking, breaking the contract. <laughs> yeah. Where Completely all right as long as I don't change my pitch below. Blah. Blah. As long as it's not below F. <laughs> what? There's someone out there with perfect pitch going, that's not below F. I know. <laughs> I fucking know. That's why there was a pause before I said that. I was like, <laughs> "I backed myself, back myself into a corner here." If I say it wrong, somebody's <laughs> to call me out shit. I backed myself into a corner here. if somebody else will to call them will. Yes. Yeah, it's been done. Uh, yeah, it's been done. I'm what gonna make a little bit closer to this. Just a little bit just closer. Just a
0: little bit closer. Mid podcast. Ooh, you get to hear some scraping. There you go.
1: No. Uh, I hope that's made all the difference. Yeah, I'm
0: sure it has. Yeah, I think we're okay. Totally, as long as Gary doesn't burst out into one of his loud laughs. Cause what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, 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 <laughs> yes.
1: Please oh. refrain. I want some water now too. Yes. Mm. Let's have a few seconds of silence. No, no, no. I will. I will fill this up. I sincerely hope that wasn't
0: picked up at all in some way, and that uh, it just sounds like it was actually me pausing for no reason.
1: No, that's definitely picked up. Yeah, I know. I love doing that uh, in the middle of podcast. Just to let everyone know that Gary's still there, and because he's not talking, he has to interrupt someone else who is. Yep. Nope. Yep. Yeah, it's completely attention seeking. Yeah. Um, well, what was the reason I started this podcast? At... <laughs> Why are you pointing at the microphone? Because
0: you keep looking at me.
1: Why? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I should just look at the podcast. I should look at the microphone. Look, look at the fire we have lit. Oh, this is very pretty. Um, right, so we're in Colin's house My right address. now. Address is... Yeah, let's not do the address part. <laughs> that's a good... Sorry, I'm looking at you. Uh, that's a good shout. Uh, five, five, five. Um, so we're in Colin's house. We're in his game pad. His lads pad. I don't like it being called a lads pad and well, um, in his last pad we are sitting on the couch yes candle lit yes in complete darkness apart from the candle yes with the microphone sharing covers yes huddled together for warmth with a clear divide a very, te- a very, That's us. You can hear that, you can hear us very clearly marking the divide between us, because this is purely platonic. Mm. And we're very comfortable with that, and we don't bring attention to it straight away whenever it's questioned. Yeah. Especially live on air. But it's not live. Especially recording. Yeah. So let's talk about something. I want to talk about Venom. Okay, let's talk about Venom. Sorry, I just have to bring it up. That's fine. It's in my head. Um, so,
0: thoughts? I have a few thoughts. I'll, I'll share them with you, and then we'll see. Um, I obviously like. I I want to refrain from spoilers in case people haven't seen the movie. So true. But then again, you know there are certain things that have to be addressed. But first of all, the first forty five minutes are pointless, in my humble opinion. First forty five minutes come and crammed into fifteen easily. Like it, there was so much. Um exposition in regards to getting all the pieces to fall into place. That honestly, they could have slapped that together in a few short minutes. It takes a very long time for Eddie Brock to become Venom. Or it takes a very long time. Yeah, it takes a very
1: long time. No, I don't know if this is related, but Matt Hardy Matt Hardy, Tom Hardy, Tom, <laughs> Tom Hardy. Yeah. Matt Hardy, not the wrestler, but Tom Hardy, the actor who who played Eddie Brock. He has said that 40 minutes of the film was cut. They were his favourite 40 minutes of the film. And he thinks it should have been rated R. I wonder if any of those 40 minutes were him eating heads. In the first 40... (laughs) In the first, like, third.
0: But the thing is about the the first 45 minutes that I found was... You know there was a lot of violence. Obviously, just him walking around being sad. Yeah, well, it was him walking around being sad, but there was also this whole that other... spoiler. No, it's not a spoiler. It's the first five minutes. It's not the story? It just it's just Eddie Brock. Yeah, but um, there's this whole issue with the other symbiotes because there is other symbiotes. That's not a spoiler. That's that's that's. From Can we stop very... saying
1: it's not a spoiler? Yeah, that's fine. Which is like Uh, every so often we may like forget and something might slip out just be prepared for that just for now
0: yeah yeah but uh there's other obviously there's other symbiotes in it and it takes so long getting that one symbiote to where Tom Hardy is you know yeah and it's it's and I spent the whole first 45 minutes going is is that is that the symbiote that's gonna gonna be inside him is is that Venom? And then it was just slapdash together all of a sudden. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's him as
1: as Venom.
0: Oh, it's very convenient all this happened
1: for um, I think you, at the same time as I did, when he was on the bridge, that was around the time where it's was just like, what's happening now? Yes. When's it going to happen? And I think you heard me go, I started to like just sigh. Yes. Other than just exhale.
0: But like okay, okay. Bad points aside, that's yeah. that's a that's a bad point. Um the Venom CGI was very slick, I thought. I thought it looked At very
1: cool. At times and I will say actual Venom. Mm. Fucking cool. Um yeah. him like walking around with Venom looked really nice. Like full bodysuit Venom looked really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Running around. At times, I think like the tentacles and stuff was a bit meh. Um it seemed like very obviously not working. Like it would be something that would look good in a comic. In a Sam Raimi Spider Man film.
0: But there's only like you know, there is only one way Venom can go ten years esp- ago. Especially, especially if you leave out the important part of his actual origin which is Spider Man, which this film did. If they hadn't, if they just made the, the start, I know I keep going back to it, if they just made the first 45 minutes very ambiguous, as in into 15 minutes, then they could have put in Spider-Man later on for a, a second film or, you know, a crossover or something. But what
1: they did was they said,
0: no, this is this, this is it. And like, yeah, there's no other way this
1: could have happened. But they also had to get evil Elon Musk somewhere in there.
0: Yes. Well, he um, he could have easily been anything, you know, he could have. Hit a satellite that, or had a satellite that hit this meteorite and caused it to crash to Earth, or, you know, something like that, and then he claims it because his satellite hit
1: it. So, yeah. do you know the beginning of it with the whole like, crash in the first, like, minute? Yes. One thing I found out actually was, do you know that astronaut that was taken away and then attacked the paramedic and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, that was J. Jonah Jameson's son. They did, the,
0: in the comics, and I actually have the comic upstairs. Definitely. Yeah, I know, he was always an astronaut. But.
1: Yeah, killed the lot.
0: But, in the comics, he, um, he becomes a werewolf. Go um, on. Th- there's no, there's no more to it. He becomes a werewolf. He brings home a moon rock. Moon rock, werewolf. There you go. And there's a whole... I've I've, a full comic on this. And Spider-Man fights him as a werewolf. uh, uh, Yeah. uh, uh, Someone call me out. Someone tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right. I've read the comic.
1: Well, obviously I haven't heard about it very audibly. Yes. But anyway, that's um, that's a fun little fact there.
0: Um, Yeah. Anyway, the the points I liked, as I was saying, obviously the CGI was very nice on the Venom suit. See the <clears throat> <clears throat> the, the, the some of the, the the action scenes. While they were very messy at times, like especially the last one. Yeah. Um. Some of the early ones were very good with the full body suit. Yeah, like they really the, were. That that one that you see in the trailer with the SWAT team was very cool. Oh, uh, the one
1: that's in actually like all the yeah the mist and haze and stuff yeah, like that and that inside was, the big glass building that was cool that was a very good fight scene um,
0: the I'm trying to think of other other scenes that were quite good in it I My mean good. the there was a lot of it I mean the Stan Lee cameo was quite nice a bit weird it was quite nice
1: yeah I um, didn't actually expect that slightly. I know it's a Marvel like an uh, entity yeah but, but um, I wasn't sure if it was, like too far removed yeah. I consider it like something that he would Catch do, but of course he was executive producer, which I don't know what that means. Yep. At this point, but um, I again just come back to that last scene. The scene I'm talking about was the one with in the apartment when he first like meets the team of pr- private bodyguards and the, stuff like that. The team of hitmen wankers. Uh, but when he's like hitting them with like bits of tentacle and bits of stuff like that mm. in them, I thought that CGI is a little bit shoddy. It seemed too um, roughly placed. Very um, undetailed, very, like... Just a blur, just a blur of black hitting people.
0: Yeah, well, I think that was that was meant to be the general
1: thing of, oh my god, we didn't see it coming. But, but I could see they were covering up stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. The...
1: Ah, without spoilers. Ah. There's,
0: there's things I want
1: to talk about. Oh. Um, right, I think at some point we're going to just have to say, okay, this is the wall. Yeah, this is, this, this, is the, this. this is the limit of um, how much I can talk about without, without
0: getting to the
1: When point. we've crossed that wall, we will say
0: Actually, do you know what? I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the dialogue. Um, is this the wall? No. Cool? Sure. No, no, no. The, uh, so the dialogue in it was a bit hit and miss for me. A lot yeah. of the relationship dynamic... Was a bit. Why would you even be interested in this man remotely? It was terrible. Yeah, most of the time. And here she has this genuinely lovely guy who pretty much bends over backwards for her and her ex ex-boy, her ex boyfriend
1: to uh, you know help him. And you're like, what, what? In a sweaty hoodie. Yeah. How do you even sweat in a hoodie? Well, he had a symbiote. He was also in the river. He was. But anyway, I've hit the wall. So. Hit the wall? Okay, and we're gonna leap right over it. Why? Why? We've well, definitely leapt over the wall now, so be careful. There's been a lot of dramatic pauses. Why would Venom want to save the world?
0: Why would Venom suddenly fall in love with Mr. Hardy or Eddie Brock after what happened in the film, you know? Why? Because. No because of you. Yes.
1: Eddie. Because Eddie. of you. I wanted to call him Eddie Baby. Eddie Baby. That moment when, when he just like, but why did you decide to, by the way, mumbling, um, why did you decide, why did he decide to forsake your people? or Whatever he said. It was like, <laughs> because of you, Eddie. Because of you, he said it twice. I was a bit of a loser. On my planet too. <laughs> I was a loser on my planet too. It's like, oh, that kind of makes sense. But the like the thing that would have made me think, oh, that's a venom answer, is if he just said, "What well, if they come? It's less for me." If he said that less for me, that would make sense in my head. Well,
0: well, I, I,
1: I don't necessarily.
0: I think it could have been easily justified. They backed themselves into a corner with the story, though. That's like. Right. They, they, it was either he was going to stop them, and they, if he had to stop them, obviously, he was, he was becoming a hero, which is hypocritical. If they if they had had a villain that was a human and was just basically a dick, would have been fine. That would have been fine. You didn't need another symbiote in there. Heck, if you're going to have another symbiote in there, have the symbiote, you know... Genuinely, just going around on a rampage, murdering people.
1: Venom caused more damage than anybody else in the film. Yes. Uh, apart from obviously evil Elon Musk and the uh, obviously Venom being chased, but the drones. Why, it, like that? It's not. It, it's San Francisco, isn't it? Yes. It's not a large enough place that if you have exploding. Drones, that they aren't going. They they would shut down the city. Oh uh, yeah, they, that would like they they would fall on just okay. We're gonna shut down the city because there are. There's some happening. maniac firing explosive drones. It's not exactly like New York, where they're just gonna be like, "Oh, this is really really bad. We should like close off the districts. like, no, it's not just gonna not that large. If like they were just shut down the city and just be, okay, we have to figure this out. Okay. That, in I, that film, they just like shut down the apartment building where it started. I then, I imagine San Francisco is actually quite big. Oh, it is. I'm just saying it's not large enough with the realm of disbelief like the, yeah. that they were going with. Yeah. It's like, they just shut down like that, but not the trail of explosions and cars being destroyed. I'd love to
0: see the, I'd love to see a movie based on the FBI guy that has to follow this trail and has to hunt down Venom. God, that would have been a good movie. This guy just trying to figure out who is Venom and uh, like what what is his motive? Because obviously you can't figure out that the motive of a guy is actually just not to cause carnage or anything like that, but to uh to eat food.
1: And only he's only allowed to eat bad guys. So and he was good. I just imagine him just like popping up in the back um, of every like in the background of each scene. Like during the fight and Venom and Ray, he's just there in the back every time, trying to get a shot, at and he just gets yeah. smacked away.
0: Yeah. But that, that last fight scene was um, terrible. But you know the the frustrating thing was the second I saw it, I um I figured out. You know how just how to end it the fight. The guy can't take off from a rocket that doesn't work. Even if the launch, it's gonna launch like just do what you actually did in the end.
1: Yeah, you that entire. If you don't at the start. Final fight was needless. It was about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes of needless fighting because the the, the entire point was that Venom wanted to stop the rocket and whether Riot was destroyed or not, is kind of inconsequential, is that they don't want the rocket because it'll mean that Riot will, you know, go back to his planet, let everybody know, and then it'll go back on the, on the rocket again. So as long as they destroy the rocket, you don't have to worry about that, for the time being. Now, then when he gets on it, Venom jumps on the rocket, destroys the fuel line, And the fuel hits the ship and creates a chain that goes inside the rocket. And then, yeah, big kaboosh. Kaboom, not kaboosh. Kaboosh. No. Giant kaboosh. And, well, they die. Happy happy ending for everyone. Happy ending. But, is it?
0: Yes, yes, it is a happy ending. Very happy. Very happy ending.
1: There's smiles and jokes all around.
0: Yeah, and they and they even make light of murdering a, a guy by eating his head off at the end as well. So you know there's no
1: consequence to anything in this in this And uh, even like sad that uh, she even apologizes for that part. for for just saying that sorry about venom. As if like it was just like your your best friend died. Which by the way why were they such good friends by the end when the last time Tom Hardy sees him before that happens is he's shouting at him through the glass. We saying, are special. Yeah. Just, just just like, what was the Wii? Huh? Yeah. Hope you die, bitch. Okay, he didn't... <laughs> I was like, hope you die, bitch. Hope you die, bitch. bitch. But, it, he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I think it was also... There was uh, I, I think... Before that, Venom was trying to explain, you know, oh no, I can't actually help you. I, he hadn't, he didn't explain how, but he was, he was saying, no, 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 you're not dying. I'm not eating you. I, I can, I can explain this, you know. And then he was kicked out, and then he kind of felt bad for, um, you know, for not explaining it. I'm trying to justify a film here, God.
1: But they never showed that part. They never showed the story beast that went from. Him finally get inside after they're like, uh, I'm going to say break up quotations, yes. um, when they're separated. And then when Venom finally gets inside of his body again, that they're just suddenly friends and they go, We have to stop Riot. And they go off and stop Riot. Mm. Um, why have they suddenly decided? Oh, of course, they have the, like a similar goal, but straight away they're just like, Oh, thank God the chemistry's back. Mm. Where was the chemistry? Where was the relationship that we wanted? Like the the few story beats that we needed. There was not no there.
0: there was no point, um the only point where they actually were working together was at the SWAT when the SWAT team showed up.
1: Yeah. You know. That was when they they found their equilibrium. Because then what happened afterwards is that he wasn't just controlling him. Um Venom right. wasn't just controlling Eddie because when, you know, his I, I forget the character, but Michelle Williams, uh, the actress Annie. Thank you, Annie. When you know, finally notices her, that straight away Venom is just like, Oh, yeah, and then like he starts to stop being in control and lets Eddie take control, like straight away.
0: I don't know, strong emotions, I guess.
1: Yeah, but Venom was just like, Oh, that's understandable. And Venom, and then they're talking and being like, Oh, I like this woman uh um, when they're getting in the car. Like he's pretty compliant. Mm. Right, and then it goes to the hospital and it's like, hey fuck Because he thought he was like destroying from the inside.
0: Yeah, because he thought he was he thought he was killing him from the inside. And that that's well, that, becomes, that was that was like in any in any romcom or anything like that. Okay, I I don't want to compare this to a rom com That's right. But, fair, but yeah. in any rom com there is the falling out where things go wrong, and we don't know how they're going to get over this this uh this difficult situation, but they do. They reconcile. But in this case, they reconciled with She-Venom. which was a nice cameo. I'll admit it was a nice cameo to have She-Venom in it, but that that that,
1: that I saw kiss, a lot of disturbing.
0: That that kiss was very a little bit uncomfortable. That was like a giant tongue down the throat. Because
1: from what we can tell, it was Venom still in control, so. Uh, but I don't know what Venom's gender is, to be honest, I won't assume. It's true.
0: Yeah, I won't assume. Just because it has such a deep voice doesn't mean it's a. doesn't mean it's a man. I never said it was a man. Yeah, exactly. I said Venom control. So obviously it was Venom kissing. Oh, that's sweet. sweet. Then I'm kissing you. It's sweet. Yeah. It's very weird. The teeth must get in the way. Nah, big enough, tongue. Ah. Mmm. Mmm. Okay, so what would you rate it out of ten?
1: Give it a... Between a four and a five. Give it a solid six. I'd give it a... Four point. Oh no, we're not doing point. Yeah, no, yeah, point. No. I
0: know. I would <laughs> give it a five. What's the four. point? What's the point? How offensive is it for someone when you ask them out of ten? What do you think? Ah, oh, four point five. Uh, out of ten, I I prefer my numbers. You know. What do 100.
1: you think is the best rating system? Rating system. What do I think is the best rating system? Because in my head, I think stars. I think five stars. Because I think that the difference between an eight and nine is like, I think sounds pretty inconsequential when you compare it to, like for example, the difference between an eight, nine, and ten doesn't sound as. It sounds, it's more clear when you see a four out of five. Or a. five out of five that's because the lower the stars the more percentage
0: each each star represents so if you had three star if this is a three star place like wow that's, that's, wow there's, that uh, seems it, all right yeah but if you have this is
1: a, a six out of ten place like it's six out of ten <laughs> but what i mean is that it seems more it, it's more unfor it's more forgiving it's it's
0: more shiny because you're not using numbers, you're using
1: shiny stars. Yeah, but I think it's more. the thing is, like scores and numbers and stuff like that, doesn't actually make a difference. It's not like It's not like, for example, and more sites are starting to pick up on this. It's starting to use like scores less and less and less. But it's not like, for example, it means that oh, something is a nine point one and something is nine point two. The nine point two is better, intrinsically better. Intrinsically better. This t- this two plat- D side scrolling platformer is better than this uh, mass first person shooter up. Uh, this like first person going around killing people. Um, like it, they're very different games. I thought about games now, by the way. I you, I guess that. If you haven't guessed, uh, <laughs> but. Because that's my favorite reference but it doesn't mean because they're so different but the difference how most people do reviews is they're not trying to find out I think we should have our own rating
0: system Gary and I think our rating system should be candles I think it should be five candles bad Um, meh good great five candles hear me out here five candles hear me out just hear me out okay candles Okay obviously they're not always the same size so a candle can burn out and be smaller so that's like that's like a 4.5 that's like a candle and a half that's pretty good that's like four candles and a half or you can have handles for forks if you want that was a two Ronnies joke that not many people get because I I like
1: bad man good great that just seems very lazy I don't think it seems lazy. I think it's because reviews are pretty subjective. Yeah. And so I'm saying that that's the most fair one because when you're reading a review, you are reading it for the content. You want to find out what's in the game that you like. And at the same time, you want to find out what this person's like because more often than not, you're looking at this person not because the, not just because of the website they're on and that you're of the website because you're following this person because they've similar taste to you. More recently, that seems to be the trend that's going around. Is that, for example, I'm not going to go ahead call them.
0: Finally, Jesus.
1: Yeah. It's an opinion. If you exactly. say
0: No, if you say if you say something is good, that is this is good. It doesn't necessarily this is meh. If you if you have something I think if you have something as ambiguous as a candle, well like <laughs> anyone can put their own thing on how much a candle is worth.
1: Yeah, but I think when I, if anybody goes to a site that has like that thing for a while now that it's like um bad, meh, good, great, and you also have that scale on screen, then I think they'll get it pretty quickly that oh, this is the scale they work with. So this is tied to whoever's doing that review.
0: Sure,
1: but who else is going to review things with candles? Nobody else, Colin, <laughs> probably. Unless some Only chooses. a crazy person would contest that.
0: Yes, I think I have hit on a good point here, and I would like to uh, move forward with this motion. I shall be contacting David and Aaron just to get our, our candles, our tidbit candles, um, all correctly created. You won't be getting
1: one, because you're going to be getting... A meh candle. Yeah. Wait, we're, not, we're gonna have bad candle, meh candle, a good candle, a great candle. I'm
0: trying to meet you in the middle here. <laughs> <laughs> All different
1: types of candles.
0: But Wait. I just I I think I think um I just I actually think that the the
1: rating system of
0: meh, uh, you know, it does it sounds very it, to me it
1: sounds kind of dismissive. You know. Okay, how about uh, bad, okay, good, great?
0: You have to do it on... Do you know what? I don't know how many... How fantastic. Many, no, no, we're not going to have fantastic... Jesus, guy, we're not... We're not... Uh, morons. But... Um, do you know that you take those uh those tests where you say, how many strongly do you agree with this statement? None at all, strongly, none at all. You know. Yeah. That, that that would work probably
1: well, that's the kind of thing I mean yeah um, I was trying to put it in a way that seems easily uh, more marketable marketable yeah um, I have no clue about marks. just to be more like um, interesting meh. for an audience
0: meh
1: and just like a, uh, it's a kind of a meh for me like it um, it doesn't hit the points it wants to but it's fun to play and that's a meh or watch does that make
0: sense? I
1: think meh has a different meaning for everyone. So maybe not meh. So it will depend on the context. Yes. So if by the time you have watched that review or read it, you will understand the context of that. Because it isn't as if we're going to be doing text reviews that often. Or even if we do text reviews, what a lot of people tend to do. There's also the reason for doing the review like that and why I want to do something like that, which is very subjective, is that what people tend to do when they see a review, especially with IGN or stuff like that, which they are now doing a 100-point scale, which a 100-point scale is like... Let's do a 1,000-point scale. So a 100-point scale is like <laughs> there is the decimal points in each one. So it's like 9.0, 9.1, 9.2, 9.3. Like there's a point or something. something. Um, and they used to do the twenty point scale. We used to have like four and a half, five, five and a half, um, uh, five point five, six six point five. Um, but they've changed it um in the last two years um uh, to the hundred point scale. Which I think dismisses a wide margin of them because the point of the scale is that or at least what I think um most people tend to do um, is that they just look at the score and think, oh, that's everything about it. But the point of it is how it gets across the message of the game. That's that what the inter- That's how most people review games, is that they're not trying to review it just to be like, is this a great game or not? They're trying to see how what is this game trying to do and how well does it execute it. So if you're trying to make a let's just say for example a 3D open world action adventure how well does it do all of those elements how well does it build upon what's come on before and how how interesting will it seem a little bit on from there and if it hits on all of those points, it'll do well. You're sleeping. I'm not sleeping. Your tangent went on for too long. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, most people just tend to fucking skip that score thing and just go, oh, that's 9.2. Well, um, I think I might play it, but this one's 9.5. Um, so, woo! Well, it doesn't always work out like that. I mean, there are some games on...
0: Everyone... Okay, I know we're in the realm of games here. Everyone has shit games they love. Oh, yeah. Everyone. I I am a big lover of my Tenchu Z. Now, it is not a great game. It is not a uh, particularly well-polished game. But I love being a ninja that runs along on rooftops and slaughters people without them ever seeing me. That's not a good game. But I like it. And people aren't... I, I genuinely think people aren't fickle enough to look at an IGN rating and go, Well... I'm not buying that game. IGN says don't buy it. IGN gave it a seven point five. I'm not buying that game.
1: People do do that. That is the majority, actually. People shouldn't do that,
0: because that is just being fickle. Um, that is being essentially that is being a sheep. And if you don't, if you can't look at a game trailer and get excited for something in a game, that's fair enough. Don't buy it. But if you look at someone else's, you know someone else's opinion on a game I of a 7.5 and even when they're saying this is the stuff that doesn't work and you're reading the stuff that you do like about it and you're like, oh, that's actually really interesting. Get the game. Play the game. Decide for yourself because there are a lot of things that don't bother me in games that seem to bother a lot of people, a lot of reviewers. I don't mind the occasional screen tear or the occasional drop in frame rates if I'm playing a good game. Now, if I'm playing a game that... You know, but for it's cons- it's different. is is consistently is consistently like that? Then yes, I do mind. But for a review, no, you're right that they have to be critical of all these things. But I don't think people reading reviews have to be as critical. Hmm. You don't have to be so critical that if you read a review, that is instantly gospel. Like, I don't necessarily want someone to tell me not to buy a game as a matter of fact if someone tells me not to buy a game i'm inclined to spite them or if someone tells me no like this this is the game of the year again i'm inclined to spite them and say no it's not i don't like being told like you know this is a good game this is a bad game because it like you were saying it's entirely subjective mm-hmm. you can't you can't judge based on you can get an informed decision based on someone else's opinion but until you actually play a game you can't really decide if you like it or not unless of course you watch hours upon hours of gameplay which you know is is the point of a review to stop you from having to do that and also I I genuinely think that IGN you know they seem to be gravitating towards
1: know, for the general masses yeah um like there's a reason why they're the largest entertainment uh, website um because you know well they apply through general masses i'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing It's just their business model um also one reason they just say the general like you know like and you know screen the frame rate started to go down at this part um the reason they say that is for the part of the audience because they're being general. They're trying to include as much of the audience as they can. I know. The there are, the there are people that... Yeah, there are people who are like screen, like frame counting and shit like that. You know how fighting game communities are. Yeah. No,
0: if like in a fighting game, like absolutely I, I can appreciate that. If, there's, yeah, most them <laughs> if that. there's frame rates lost in a fighting game, it's a very bad game, in yeah. my opinion.
1: It's why you'll never... You'll never have a fighting game... On PlayStation Now. Being played. Unless somebody really does not care. Because. Yeah. That's that's really important.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean I played. Um, I played. Asura's Wrath. On PlayStation Now. And that game is very fun. Like it's very fun. But because of. The. Delay between now's input and my own physical input. Um, there were a few quick time events I I failed because of it.
1: Yeah, it it can be frustrating. That's the quick time event I've had them be like pro bro. Pro bro. Pro pro. Pro pro. Yeah, being like trying to compete on rankings.
0: No, I I'd
1: get very worked up, and I I couldn't do that. Yeah. Um. So, what was it going to say also? Oh, what was it going to be? Ah, oh, I forgot it. Good. So, oh, Good. Ah, it's really annoying. Oh, yeah. I think it's more fair then. Um, because it means that if you're going to see a review and to see, like, 9.5, they have seen, I've listened to a lot of people who were to IGN who said they're looking at the, you know, they're looking at the analytics, looking at the people that, oh, you know, the most people who see, yeah, thank you, I'm looking at you again. Um, For some microphone. Um. A lot of people who tend to like look at it the majority are actually casual people who are kind of looking through the website and just seeing what the score of it is and checking out and not seeing the context for why this is that score based on what this person thinks so i think like the the lower you have that score and not just like have a 100 point score i mean like a 10 point score because you don't have people trying to compare other games to each other. Because if you have as as least points as possible that a game can rank, then it means that you have to look at the review to find out what they think.
0: But it's Which is Gary, why you it's, get in, it's impossible to say that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four is better. That it's impossible to say that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four is better than Call of Duty Four. Exactly. <laughs> it's um, it's why
1: you're getting sites like, um, like, always judge it by the review, not by the score. That's that's really. If you actually want to know how a game is, read the review. Don't well, read do the you, score. Do you
0: know what it sounds like we're saying? And this is an old old thing. Go on. Never judge
1: a book by its cover. Um. So that's why you're getting sites like Polygon and Kotaku, who don't do scores at all. Um, Kotaku haven't done them for a little while, uh, a good while, and Polygon have, last time they did one was like back in March, and so they recently said, in the last month, they just went, yeah, so we haven't done them in a little while, I think we've just decided that as a company we finally got trade towards, and we've kind of come to the decision that we're not going to do review scores. Now it's going to be more important what the actual reviewer says about the game, Rather than what the score says.
0: What about bylines?
1: How'd be bylines?
0: Like, bylines. Like, oh uh, no, I thought this game had some fine points. And then that's your selling point. That's almost like your, that's like your sub- subheading. You know, uh, your review for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh all no, all, I thought this game had some fine points. Your conclusion? No, no, no. This is the, this is like the hook. Instead of having a Assassin's Creed Odyssey 9.5 you'd have a, an Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The adventure was, was both difficult and rewarding, or something that tells you about the the review, the review, review's page. Or the review... The, the subtitle?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think it's, is it a thing that's used to grab people? I think it's usually the title that grabs people, and then the subtitle is just kind of there. But if like you' if, if
0: you're yes but if you're saying that there are people out there that are not gonna read reviews would you rather they actually had some sort of yeah I you, know, know what you mean as in even a sentence that they to, could that to, they could
1: parrot to other people to actually think about it as a business uh in the same way um to be able to like hook people who aren't that hooked yeah um, something for them. So I one, don't know. Cr-
0: one creative sentence that says like, "Oh, well, they're kind of like the cold opening, you know."
1: I I like, kind of yeah, I'm kind of a bitch for trying to do that because I tend to just think, "Well, that audience is that audience, and so they're not really my people." So I tend to like, <laughs> I I tend to, not consider the audience who aren't already interested. Like I think by the time they're, like I don't know, thirty minutes through this podcast, they they're pretty much like hooked. I'm not that good. I don't claim to be that good at talking, but um, if you're listening to me still,
0: I'm very proud of you. know that. Thank you. It's not even 30 minutes, Gary. It's been like 40, 45. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not, not that I'm keeping an eye on the time. Uh, is there time? There is a clock there. Oh,
1: sweet. He points silently.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: I have to I, put some uh, dials on my... Gary, observed the clock. Silently, <laughs> Uh But
0: I think rating systems—they're
1: very outdated at the
0: time. No, they're very—they're uh, very convenient, and I don't mean that in a good way. So they're so convenient that
1: they're prejudicial. Uh, I think parts. Uh, I think parts of them. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Um, as an industry thing, I think they're outdated in that every site shouldn't have to use them, and most sites just use them because they're easier. But also it's convenient. Even...
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, thank you. Actually, yeah, you summed that up. Because there are some sites that um, just use them. Yeah, for the heck of it. And I've also like, there's a lot of reviewers just say. I have spent longer trying to figure out the score than I have trying to figure out the review. Because I know my thoughts on the game, but the problem is that the score isn't for me. The score how how f- can I quantify my opinion <laughs> exactly. into a number? <laughs> because what's happening then is that the score is not for the reviewer to decide. It's for the reviewer to decide what he thinks the audience should think. Which is what that score really is, because a reviewer does... Which oh, is what, which, like, which
0: is nice when when websites have the um, the um, the customer's opinion, you know.
1: Yeah, but when it's something like only when like the critic is really taking a stand, does the number seem like interesting enough. Like when, Paral- for example, parallels and like yeah. when it's a ten. It's just like, oh, that's like a really... challenge like, accepted. Th- that is just a, that is a game you have to check out.
0: Yeah, well, but which, when which Tony like Hawk f- was it that
1: got a ten?
0: But when it's like a, fo- a ten. Yeah. Was it Tony Hawk that got a ten? Oh yeah, there was. That's why I thought of
1: Tony Hawk. Uh, I don't know. No, definitely was. Oh, probably, oh. It was probably post skate two. Yeah, uh, that's what I would say. But um, uh, the addition of being able to um, customize a skate park is uh, was nice. Mr. Bob a. feet
0: Bob Fett was in Pro Skater 4. That was my first game on the PlayStation
1: 2. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Uh, my first game on the PlayStation 2 was... Woo! Interesting game. Um, sorry, I was yawning. Um, first game I ever played was WWE Smackdown. Which one? Smackdown. No, which one? There's a lot. No, it was literally Smackdown 2000. Oh, on the PS2. PS2, Smackdown 2000. Not Smackdown vs. Raw 2006. No, it couldn't have been
0: on the PS2. PS1. PS2? That couldn't have been on the PS2. Launch title. No. So there was Here Comes the Pain. Smackdown was on the PS1. And then there was Smackdown 2. Here Comes the Pain, I know. Bear with me. Then you go in. You're going into your um, your PS2 titles, and there was a SmackDown game with limited voice acting that wasn't just called SmackDown because I remember it had a it had a subtitle as well. And then there was Here Comes Pain, and everyone loved Here Comes Pain because let's be honest, it was it's the last it was the last great WWE game. Why? Because you felt like everyone, like you had control over everything. And I thought
1: with the story that you're able to like do, do go down branching dialogue paths. Yeah. And okay, yeah. that was the one I had.
0: Because like you in that game, no one had a voice, and that was such an advantage to the game.
1: Um that was when I really got to know um Herb Hefner.
0: Who's Herbert Hefner? Why Herb? Hugh
1: Hefner. No Herb. The referee. Herb. Oh, yeah. Herb Hefner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The referee who became a big part of that. I think you got to unlock him as a character to fight. You got to unlock him as an actual character to, uh, wrestle with. were just being like, huh, that's really nice. And then every time I'd watch wrestling, You'd I would see just there. see Herb Hefner and just be like, oh,
0: oh, that's him. They did a whole storyline where he was disgraced and stuff like that. And mm. yeah. I, uh, I don't follow wrestling like I used to, but that that would probably be a topic for another time, because that's a long, long story.
1: Um, story. I feel like we went off, well, I went off from the Venom talk. Yeah, yeah, we did, but it doesn't matter, because this wasn't meant to be a topic, it was
0: just meant to be a talk. Yeah, we were allowed to talk about anything. Yeah, we're allowed to talk about anything, even David and Aaron.
1: <laughs>
0: those guys with their hair and their side hair
1: cut. They, they do have hair. They, they do. Have... They did cut the sides of their hair. Well the barber did.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. For those of you who don't know,
0: they have the same haircut.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's male gossip for you. Men love gossip. We'll never admit it. But we love gossip. And you've no idea how great it is to finally say that live on air, even though we're not live on air. Men love gossip. Let's be honest. And yeah. men, also, men also love reality TV. We just can't admit it either because it's not manly enough. You're both very handsome. Yeah, you're talking to Aaron and David? Yes. Okay.
1: They're not going to listen to this. Yeah, I wonder like, if they're actually going to no, listen to this. No, uh, they're not. Uh, <laughs> how about no. this? We'll know if they listen to this. Yes, yes because yes. they will mention it to us, and if they have not mentioned this to us within a month, they will know. They'll never. They'll never listen to this. I'm you know? going to say the key word, and if they say it back to me, I will know they've listened to it. And anybody who knows them, okay. uh, I gonna
0: the uh, them, I was going to say the.
1: Don't don't send it to them. I was
0: going to say the key word there, and you just go ahead. Lost it. Man,
1: I've lost the, I've lost the, the moment now. Do you want to fabricate it again?
0: No, I'm not gonna fabricate it, Gary. We're not
1: false. We
0: don't take so takes.
1: What's the key word? Oh, Jesus. Cream cake. Uh, anybody who knows them personally. Yes. You know who you are, and <laughs> I know who you are. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> Matt. Oh, Matt. Yes. Hello, Matt. Um. Uh, so, if either of you. Listen to this. And you tell them what it is. But We you, will probably no. not know.
0: Yeah, we we. But we, I would really appreciate it if you slipped the word cream cake into your day-to-day vocabulary. <laughs> <around> the-
1: <laughs> I would very much appreciate that. Imagine not they just like, put it into conversation by accident. And we're just like, oh, that, was a, that was a subtle nod to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh no, if, if, if they accidentally said the word cream cake, I would... Uh,
0: I would go. What made you think of that word? Huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: You gonna you gonna tell me what you thought of that word?
0: And uh, we're giving them far too much credit here. Uh, I'm not. Wow. No, I I I uh I do not think they would have listened past the Venom Point. Venom Point. That's a really cool
1: name. They haven't. <laughs> they haven't watched it, have they? Watched what? Venom. No. No, they haven't. They haven't <laughs> they're so they're then, not
0: listening to this. Yeah. No. Although, by the time this is probably released, they might have. He was hoping. Although, we could just release it now. Right I'm now. We're probably going to release it. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Live. 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 Right. An, it, it, it's false live. It's live. Gary's very
1: tired. I'm a little tired. Not very. Yeah. But it's not interesting to talk about it because everybody's tired. At all times in their life. Yep it's not a very interesting story. Whenever anybody like has the conversation with the saying, God, I'm really tired. Like, I didn't get any sleep past that. It's just the most boring fucking conversation I've ever had in my life.
0: No, people tell that, people have that conversation so that when they, they're, they're talking to you and then they, and they mess up during the day, they go, man, he, he was really tired. He's obviously just like not right. And they just want, they just want you to feel sorry for them, but they aren't injured in any way. So they're just like, I'm particularly sleepy today.
1: <laughs> it was just so. This, this is again complaining, but justly. That would be, for example, someone would say that. God, I'm so, you know they'd be working, and then I'd be like, "Ah, oh, hey guy, how you doing?" I'd be like, "Tired." I'd be like, "Oh, are you?" But, yeah, there we go. I didn't really get a lot of sleep last night. I was like. I slept like um, just like six hours or five hours and I'd be like I slept two but I I seem to be fine I, of course different bodies different circumstances different mentalities everything's different but then all that tells you is that why are, are you pausing for? I don't know <laughs> stop complaining about being fucking tired it's really annoying yeah you're tired get over it that's a cold opening <laughs> <laughs> That's a cold opening if ever I've, I've heard one Here's the context
0: <laughs> Okay, but seriously, I I love my sleep. I do, I do yes, I do love a bit I do I. I do love a good bit of sleep. And um, I generally when someone starts going I don't ask why they're tired. Never ask why someone's no, no, I
1: don't either. Yeah. I've learned. I uh,
0: I also I also I'm not. This is going to show. I've how learned I, how to have a conversation. I I this will show how bad a person I am when someone says, "Oh, I'm not in a great mood today." I will not ask why. <laughs> I will not ask why you're not in a good mood. I don't know if that makes me a good person for not prying or a bad person for not prying, but um, I will not ask why you're in a bad mood. You have to just tell me if you want me to know. I'm not going to fish. I think if somebody says that, they probably will tell you at some point. Or they'll do that thing where they sigh heavily, constantly. (sighs) Uh, (sighs)
1: That old trick. Yeah. How are you? How are you?
0: Great. Okay. Also, another thing, nobody ever wants to see your family photos, or ever wants to see your holiday photos. Or your
1: holiday photos. Ever. Because guess what? I wasn't there. Call was <laughs> Yeah. He showed me one picture of the view. Yeah. I was in Barcelona recently. Did I show him any pictures? Nope. Fuck no. Nope. I showed him one picture. You know what we did? We mm. told stories. Yeah. And Infreaking you know what?
0: Intriguing stories. Very sparsely. Actually, Gary's told me no stories.
1: Oh haven't I? I'll talk to you about the pizza. You told me about you told me about a nice pizza. That's not really a story, actually. Let's no. just say the pizza was nice that I had. Yes. That's, I, 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 I could I, say that about anywhere, <laughs> actually. Regardless <laughs> of being in Barcelona. There was
0: not the, there was nothing particularly uh, no. Spanish about that the, is, the story. No, that's not like right really
1: eating Italian food. Uh, <laughs> so. that's just like um I, we just had the dominoes right now. Um, I just had pizza. It was very nice. <laughs> it's very nice. That's <laughs> that story. Regardless of being in Barcelona, it was a nice pizza. Yes. Uh, so, actually, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, again, everything we're saying is subjective, so if you are offended by it, then fuck you. Yeah, the only people... <laughs> the, oh, hang on, now, no, there is a caveat. The only people
0: that enjoy holiday photos are family members and parents. Hey, Dad. Although, that being said, they do fall into the same bracket, to be honest. but Parents, generally speaking, enjoy f- family photos and holiday photos because, you know, they're usually in them. And they generally want to see what you've been doing with your time. I've loads. Now I do actually like to be honest. Of of my last holiday, I've loads of pictures that I just I'm not uploading because nobody cares. I I have them. I I can look at them to remember stuff, but nobody cares. Also, dreams. Yeah, pe- nobody cares about your dreams either. Not your hopes and dreams. I mean, as in the dream you had last night. Nobody cares. Gary. Thank you. Yes. Because if, if I have to listen to you talk about your dream last night, well, unless I'm in it, in which case I'm very interested,
1: I don't really,
0: don't really particularly care.
1: Well, I know what the profile's going to be. <laughs> don't smile for the camera? Yes, I do. Three, two, one. I think we've gotten to the point where we should probably end this.
0: Do you want to? I don't know. Yeah. Fine. Okay, we'll end it. The orange beast. <laughs> well, we can keep going then. Yeah, I don't mind. Oh, what do you want to talk about then? Wait, Jim, now you put me on the spot, all I can think about is uh, is Domino's Garlic Dip, to be honest.
1: Domino's Garlic Dip? <laughs> <laughs> what is Gip? <laughs> it's Domino's it's, it's <laughs> Garlic dip. <laughs> i've lost a... my I've lost my mind, <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Would you like some gip? <laughs> I've lost <masked> my mind. <laughs> um would you like some gip? I would love some gip. Good. let's get some gip. I've been gipping years. Thank you very much for listening to the special episode. I've been Colin and I've been gary We are on. Well, we're
0: on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we are on most podcasting sites, all the popular ones like Anchor, iTunes, we're Stitcher. not, we're not on a, we're not, actually I won't even say it, because if I say it, you'll go looking, so we're not on that one. <laughs> David, find out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're on most things, guys, if you, if you have any opinions, if you have anything to say, or like, or, you know, want to contact us in any way, just... Email talk
1: to tidbit at gmail.com Gary, you can repeat that for you right now. Talk to tidbit at gmail dot talk to tidbit at gmail You butchered it, but all right. Talk to tidbit at gmail.com dot com. And as already said, you can find us at Tidbitcast. Yeah. And the easiest way to support us, if you're so inclined, is to give
0: us money. <laughs> is <Sorry>. to go <laughs> to
1: any of these platforms and just just kind of like, comment, favorite, however they allow you. Um, rating and rating works on iTunes. And Let's not talk about ratings. Okay, <laughs> the easiest way to support us the most is to go onto YouTube and just like, subscribe, comment because mm-hmm. that is the easiest way to help us. That apparently helps with the algorithms. Yeah, it all, adds up with those numbers. Yeah, those big fat numbers. We'll You'd start. We'll,
0: we'll start making one cent a day or one cent a week.
1: Over time. We're gonna make the jump to video when we've got the big bucks.
0: We already have the
1: equipment, but okay. One set. Colin, don't say that. Alright, alright. Because now they know. And now what's gonna happen is that they're gonna make us do it. Whatever. They, they're gonna to to be like, oh, so you, you've you been able to make videos this entire time? No, we haven't. We have a very bad editor. Colin?
0: No, Gary. Ah! (laughs) yes see you
1: bye bye